0: To stay. Amen, amen, and amen. OPBC Online, a ministry of Old Pass Baptist Church in Northfield, Minnesota. And uh we are coming to you live here. It is 2:13 p.m. Central Time on Friday. And uh yeah, it is Friday, and Sunday is coming. But right now it's Friday, and we are live here, and uh we're gonna talk about some things. It's been a while since we've did a current Events say current affairs. Uh, it's been a little bit of time here, so we're going to do that today. We're going to talk about some of these nasty things that are going on in our gross world that we live in today. But it is what it is, it's the world that we live in, and we have to keep up on the situation of what's going on and understand the battle that we're in, the war that we're facing, and all the challenges that we have in this life. Uh, now, uh, It is uh, a crazy time to live, I'll tell you. When I look back at the last, when I study history, which I am kind of a, a student of history, and I study back and I look back at the last 100 years or so, and 200 years, 300 years, 400 years. Last night, I was reading a book by McPherson. Those good Irish chaps, right? And this man wrote are Scottish. Scottish. I'm sorry. You got to have some mean in you to be Scottish, I think. You just got you got to yell and kind of be mean. Scotland! You got to yell at people. You just got to walk around yelling at people. In England they're all refined, and in Scotland they just they're like brutes. Difference. Okay, anyway. But over there in Scotland, this man wrote this book, and it was on the Jesuit order. And man, is it good. I read, last night I read like 40 pages. I couldn't put it down. I woke up this morning, read another 40 pages or so of it. Maybe a little more than that. I Something like that, anyway. Um, and amazing stuff. Really, the history, talking about the Jesuits in Europe and talking about what they've done. And uh, this man wrote this and, and about the wars. And I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to read you portions of that book coming up. Because this year, we're going to deal more with the Jesuits. We're going to deal with the World Economic Forum. And all that good stuff. And the New World Order, obviously, and all that kind of stuff. So we are going to deal with a lot of those things coming up this year, as well as a number of other things I have projects galore to work on. You know, one of the things, so we're, t- we're going to talk about our trip a little bit here. I'm going to, I, I got to always keep that in your remembrance till we go. Because time goes fast. I mean, look, it's January, what? Is it the 12th or the 13th today? Let's see. I think it might be the 13th. It's the 12th. January 12th. I'm telling you, it comes fast. You know, a little over four months, right at about four months. So, and we got a lot of preparation to do, a lot of plans to do, a lot of things going on. Right? So,
1: lots of stuff happening. And, Anyway, so. Visibility Limited, OPBC Online. Carl sent me this. Where's that from, Carl? Where's that Visibility Limited from? I'm curious about that. That's interesting. You probably can't. We're on a delay here, so let me see here. That's
0: crazy. I'll have to have Andrew look into that and find out what that is, exactly Anyway, Carls, he's messaging me about that. Oh, it's from Twitter. So they're limited my visibility on Twitter, huh? Huh? Maybe that's because I'm not a premium member of Twitter. Or maybe it's my topic, Or maybe I just make a lot of people mad. I don't know. It's probably one of those. Cuz you know I'm not very uh, You know I don't hide things good. Not a, you know I don't really hide
1: things. Why? Really? It goes against their their standards? Why? Says it goes against their conduct.
0: Well, it's true. It is an LGBTQ transgender, a tranny takeover. Do you think I should have said transgender instead of tranny? So I I didn't get, you think they, they didn't like the word tranny maybe? Here's another question for you. Do you think I give a rat's behind if they don't like it? Ah! (laughs) Says it's hateful conduct. It is. Well, I always thought chopping the genitals off of little children would be hateful conduct. Didn't you? Right? Didn't you think think chopping the genitals off of children would be hateful conduct? I mean, I would think it'd be hateful conduct. We should take a poll. Is giving drugs to, is giving uh, hormone uh, drugs to children and uh, chopping their genitals off, is that hateful conduct? Or is telling you they're doing that hateful conduct? I don't care. Nobody listens on Twitter anyway. Honestly, nobody even listens to me on Twitter. Well, I'll have to be careful, I guess, and maybe change my titles a little bit. Maybe get a little bit inventive, you know?
1: FB2? Let's see. Really? Really? Maybe I picked the wrong title. Ah, let's see, let's go
0: over to, I feel so unloved right now and not accepted. I, I really do not feel accepted right now.
1: Let's see. Let's see, it says I'm live. I, I don't see what the problem is. What's what's the problem? I I'm not feeling the tolerance. I'm not feeling the tolerance here. I wonder if it was the I wonder if it's the tranny
0: thing. Maybe I should have changed the title and just said LGBTQ Transgender Marxist Takeover. Would that have sounded better, maybe? Would that, would that,
1: is that a little more socially acceptable or what? You think? Well, I just looked at mine, and it's there on right here. Well, I suppose I could change it and see if it does anything. Let's see. Let's see. I changed it on there. I don't think I could do that there. Let's see, I have to go over here. Okay, we'll go here. We'll go edit. We'll call it. Gender, Marxist takeover. Save it there. Okay, we'll go back here. Saved it there. Okay, now we'll go over to Restream. Let's see. Restream, edit it here. There, update all, right, redo it there. Okay, so I changed it to transgender takeover, right?
0: So, I changed it to transgender. I prefer tranny too, but anyway. I tried it. We'll see what happens with that, okay? But uh, anyway. and everybody's a critic. Oh, well. Anyway. Hey, if you haven't listened to this, Christ abolished the entity. This was from a few weeks ago. Uh, this is a good sermon. You ought to listen to this. Uh, also, listen to this sermon. Uh, Proverbs 31, wife, her clothing. Are you a modest wife?
1: Listen to that one.
0: Let me know, Carl, if they change that on, refresh it. Let me know if they change that on Twitter at all. Just curious. See what happens. Anyway, we might as well play with those things, right? And figure it out. Anyway. Well, I hope you're all doing good. Let me get back to this. This trip here and then we'll actually get to our content today. Won't that be great? Uh okay, so Toronto, right? So remember I told you I'm gonna go over here, Providence. But actually I, I wanna go
1: not just to Providence though.
0: I wanna go to the to Newport here. Newport is where John Clark started the First Baptist Church, I believe. It is in Newport. That's where I want to go. And Providence, but I want to go to both. Roger Williams, John Clark, Obadiah Holmes, all those men. Get that history. Get the history. Pray for Pastor Jeffrey. He is in the courtroom uh, right now, I believe. So uh, he was at, at uh, 1 o'clock our time, so he may be done, but... Uh, He messaged me this morning and told me that he was going and uh, just uh, so pray for him. But we are planning on going to Toronto and um, we will be there in May. I'll be preaching with him on the streets. I'll be preaching with him in his church. Uh, We're going to rent a space, I think, because we need some more room because there's some extra people going to be there. There's some people that are going to come in here, uh, would like to hear me preach. They're in Canada. So you pray for them that they can make it there. A few different couple, a few different folks that told me they were coming. So anyway, uh, then after that, I just talked to some
1: Baptist people the other day that are near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Okay?
0: And they would like to go out. This one particular man, and he believes some people from the churches that are in that area, would like to go out street preaching with me. And they'd be willing to go. And also, they, may want me, they probably want me to preach in their churches while I'm there. In, in Harrisburg, or near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So what I would do... When I leave Toronto that Friday, I would shoot straight down to Pennsylvania. To Harrisburg, which
1: is six and a half hours. Okay? Now, when I'm down there,
0: because I will be up there, so when I'm down there, There are some stories. Yes, I'm preaching in Canada too. I'm preaching on the streets in Canada as well. I don't know what I that's gonna be probably Monday. Sunday we'll be at church. Probably Monday we'd be preaching.
1: Um But I I don't know yet. We'll figure that out. We've got a full schedule there when we get there. I will shoot
0: down to Pennsylvania, to Harrisburg. There are some people there in Harrisburg. Those people in
1: Harrisburg are immigrants.
0: They immigrated from behind the Iron Curtain. I am going there for a number of reasons. Preach on the streets, be a blessing to some of those people, preach in their churches possibly, but also to record
1: the stories
0: of them behind the Iron Curtain as Baptists behind the Iron Curtain. And it will be part of this documentary. If all goes well,
1: that's the way that it will go. So you pray for us
0: as we look to go down there and be a blessing to them and go to go to the Harrisburg area and preach on the streets.
1: And record their stories. Okay. Lots of stories there in,
0: in, uh, of those immigrants from behind the Iron Curtain. And I, that needs to be part of this documentary. And show you the difference of why this nation has been different than Toronto, than in Canada, and then in, in the Soviet Union because of the Baptist Amendments. But I'll explain that more. But that's, what that's, that's exciting. I'm excited about it. I want you to hear these stories of these, of these, um, these folks behind the Iron Curtain. And this man has been asking me to come and see him for prob- for years, really. You know if I was ever in the area to
1: stop by. So
0: You pray for us. It's exciting. It makes sense to me. It puts that documentary and everything together of why we're doing what we're doing. And my children are pretty excited about it as well. So then I'm headed from Pittsburgh or from, uh, not Pittsburgh, Harrisburg. I will head back up to New England. Do that and then head home. So lots of good stuff. Lots of fun. My daughter is going to, take a diary of all of this. I asked her to do that. My son's going to be my cameraman. My daughter's going to take that diary and she's going to keep track of all these things from a writing standpoint.
1: So we're going to keep him busy.
0: So you pray for us about all that and if you want to give towards that please do. We'll have plenty of expenses. One of the expenses that we'll have is I'm going to fly Brother Andrew and his wife into Toronto.
1: And a place to stay. So
0: you, uh, I'll need to pay for that. I'll, I'll be paid for the travel expenses to get around to these places as well. So whatever the Lord leads you to do, you do and then market for that, let us know. Right? All right, everybody. And if you want to, here's how you give. Go to oldpastbaptistchurch.org. Scroll down the page. PayPal, Venmo, Apple Pay. Okay? Or go to sermonaudio.com slash Pastor Cooley. Click on there. Go down to the bottom of the screen. You can mail something to 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. All right? I appreciate it. Look at that. Nation of Hellions. Man, what's that? That looks good. What was that? Wow, that was 2019. Nation of Hellions. America's kids need the rod.
1: Look at that. Oh, mean preacher.
0: All right, here we go. Are you ready? Now, the Jesuits are the masters of Marxism.
1: They're the inventors of it.
0: They invented the, Bolshe- the Bolsheviks. High-level Masonic Jews. Working for the Jesuit order.
1: Created the Bolsheviks.
0: Created the movement. They're the master disruptors. They mask and hide themselves as anything. But Marxism is the flavor of the world right now because the Pope is is a Marxist. The Pope is a Marxist, and you have to understand that. Uh, Francis is a Marxist, okay? Okay. That's, who, that's what he is. And he's a pervert. They all are. But he's a pervert. They're Luciferians. But they control both sides. They control the fascists. They control
1: the Marxists. They run the Hegelian dialectic. What they do. And they're pushing this in religion now. It's the flavor to push. And they're doing it to drive men to rage. Real men. I'm telling you, I walk in the stores... And when I see these fruit loops, when I see these effeminate men dressed as women It just makes you mad.
0: Real men just look over at them and are like, it makes them angry. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, if you're not a Christian. And you keep hearing these stories about people cutting the genitals off of children, them wanting to force uh, hormonal drugs on children,
1: them wanting to take parental rights away.
0: It's to drive them to desperation. It's to drive God-fearing people
1: or even the natural man to desperation That's what the design is for to make them angry Because they want a war That is truly what they want
0: They want a war. Now, this first one, church puts on drag queen Christmas gospel extravaganza. That's a man. Allendale United Methodist Church is already under fire for allowing minors to attend a drag show during its worship service, blatantly disregarding Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' legislation that prohibits exposing children... to sexualize performances. In 2022, Isaac Simons, also known as drag queen Miss Pentecost, who is now an ordained pastor or priestess or whatever the UMC, Simmons openly challenges the authority of scripture and adopts a heretical view of God, evident through his sacrilegious writings. Simmons was notably featured at this church delivering a children's sermon. Twisting Romans 12.2 to endorse
1: the lifestyle of a drag queen. It is outright manipulation. They did the same thing in Minnesota
0: when I'm standing outside. When our men are standing outside preaching outside of that church and that old nasty granny came up. And old Nasty Granny got mad. And then some Baptist preachers got mad at me for preaching at old Nasty Granny.
1: I was too hard, right?
0: Here it is. She's like lip syncing Dolly Parton Which who is an agent of change, by the way. You want to talk about an old mountain witch. That's Dolly. She's an old mountain witch.
2: Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born you gotta pat your own
3: self on the back yeah. Yeah, you.
0: It's like, how do these people sit in here? How do these How do men
1: sit there in something called a church And listen to some nasty dude and look at some nasty dude
4: How?
0: What in the world is that? Who's the Lord to them? The Antichrist. That's, who they, that's who's coming for them. can't even sing they're just fake they're lip syncing because they can't even sing
1: but this is who they are they're all fake
0: these are the churches in America now though. these are th- this is what is becoming popular it's trendy to do this so they're doing
1: it. Going after children.
0: Well, I mean, Christmas is pagan, so I guess them doing pagan things makes sense. At least that's more truer to the sense of the Roman feast, the Roman Catholic feast of perverts.
1: Right? The Roman Catholic pre, uh, Feast of Pervs. It's more accurate. Right? But this is becoming popular. Why?
0: Because of the Vatican. Vatican releases five-page document clarifying recent gay blessing allowance and rebukes its critics. The Vatican's dicastery for the doctrine of faith released a five-page document clarifying its recent decision to allow priests to bless gay couples.
1: You know, the Archbishop of New York was on Fox News talking about it. He was bragging it up.
0: The Archbishop that oversees the CFR, that oversees the Federal Reserve, that oversees
1: all these wicked institutions.
0: Anyway, this the, the Vatican diecastry for the doctrine of faith, they call it, released this five page, clarifying its recent decision to allow priests to bless gay couples forever memorialized in supplicants insisting that their scheme does change the doctor does change the doctor of marriage while also rebuking those who consider it heretical in light of many Roman Catholic groups being openly critical of the document the new missive insists that they need to read it better and more closely, because if they did, they would see that it cannot be against church teaching. Cardinal Victor Manuel Manu, Manuel Fernandez, the prefect of the DDF, said that the blessing gay couples shouldn't be an endorsement of the lifestyle led by those who request them. And should really only happen irregularly and spontaneously. What does that even mean? There's no absolutism, right? There's no absolute right and there's no absolute wrong. Why? Because a man is their standard and not the Bible. The scriptures are to be the only rule of faith and practice that are able to perfect you. That's it.
1: Right There's nothing else. The Bible says,
0: But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. It's the Scriptures that are to be the authority for everything that we do. But in Roman Catholicism, the church or the pope replaces the Scriptures. In Roman Catholicism, it's the church.
1: That's the difference.
0: In biblical Christianity, it's the King James Bible that is the final rule of authority of faith and practice. It's the scriptures that determine what we do as Bible believers. It is not the pastor Although he, he's to direct through the scriptures. It's not the church. It's the scriptures. It's to be the final arbitrator of everything. It's to have the final say and the final authority in everything.
1: The word of God. Nothing else. Nothing else is to have that final authority.
0: Fernandez provides one concrete example of what the spontaneous pastoral blessings might look like in practice, explaining that they should only last about 10 to 15 seconds. Since some have raised the question of what these blessings might look like, let us look at a concrete example. Let us imagine that among a large number making a pilgrimage of a couple of divorced people now in a new union, say to the priest, please give us a blessing. We cannot find work. He is very ill. We do not have a home and life has become very difficult. May God help us, he said. In this case, the priest can recite a simple prayer like, Lord, look at these children of yours, grant them health, work, peace, and mutual help. Free them from everything that contradicts your gospel and allow them to live according to your will. Amen. Amen. Then it concludes with the sign of the cross on each of the two persons. Fernandez said that priests giving these types of blessings should not impose conditions or inquire about the intimate lives of these people. Really?
1: Look what the Bible says about that. Second John chapter
0: 1. says here whosoever verse number 9 turn there if you would please second john chapter 1 whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of christ hath not god he that abideth in the doctrine of christ he has both the father and the son if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine receive him not into your house Neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. You're not to bless people or pronounce a blessing upon people that are living wickedly or that you don't even know. You can ask the Lord to save their rotten little souls before they plunge
1: headlong into hell. But to pronounce a blessing upon their sinful life is wicked. It's wicked. We ought not ever do that.
0: And their blessings are like the blessing of priests. Because they believe they can confer blessings, transfer blessings onto people. But it's the Word of God that's the blessing,
1: it's the Holy Ghost.
0: We pray for one another. But I don't pray for God to bless the sodomite, I don't pray for God to bless the perverts. I pray that the Lord show them their lost, wicked, hell-bound condition and they fall on their knees in repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Because there's a principle always in the Scriptures, and what is that? That righteousness comes before peace.
1: Always. It always comes before peace.
0: The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the king of righteousness and the king of peace. Look. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the most high God who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace.
1: Without the righteousness of God, there is no peace. He is the king of righteousness. Before he is the king of peace. But these perverts want it the other way around because they are sinful and they love to call that which is wicked good
0: and God has a woe pronounced upon them. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that puts bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. What are they? They're occultists. They're
1: opposites. You see what they're doing You see, it's witchcraft.
0: That's witchcraft. To bless what God curses is rebellion and it's witchcraft. They call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter.
1: Witchcraft.
0: 1 Samuel 15, 23. And Samuel said, At the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken better than the fat of, than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Balaam tried to do the same thing. He tried to curse Israel
1: Right? That was his goal.
0: So see, the Jesuits, what they do is they're masters of playing on emotions. And what's this Jesuit Pope doing? Sending out his little letters and he's playing on their emotions. Well, you know, if somebody was having a really bad time and stuff and just because they're running around raping monkeys and stuff like that, they still need a blessing because they need to pay for their bread and stuff.
1: Just because they're anally raping one another. They need a blessing, you know. Because they're acting like a bunch of brute beasts and animals.
0: It is the exact same thing that the Jesuits did. And I'm going to read this to you next week. Maybe Monday I'll read this to you. All over the world, it's the same way that the Jesuits recruited or converted... And I put that in parentheses, right?
1: Converted the heathen.
0: Translation, they didn't convert the heathen. They ran around and did the same things the heathen did. They never changed the heathen rights, just like Constantine never
1: changed the heathen rights. All he did was change the name of them. That's all he did. That's what they're doing. They're blessing what God hates. They shouldn't impose conditions or inquire about the intimate lives of these people. Really? Huh.
0: The Cardinal suggested that the only thing that's really novel about this new document is the invitation to distinguish between two different forms of blessing. Liturgical or ritualized. And spontaneous or pastoral. Translation? That's just gentle Jesuit mental reservation. Well, no doesn't mean I'm really saying no to the question. It just means I'm saying the word no. Yep. That's what Jesuits do.
1: That's what they do. What did the Pope clear up? Nothing but telling you he's a Marxist little pervert. That's it. He just told you he's a Marxist little pervert.
0: With a really funny Dennis Cementis hat on his head. Because he wants to replace the Jews. Right?
1: So because he wants to replace the Jews, he tries to act like a Jew. So,
0: here's another one. You ready for this one? The World Health Organization picks a trans activist to set global child-rearing rules. Now, let me be real with you for a second here. I don't give a rat's behind... What rules they set for child rearing. Child rearing comes from the scriptures.
1: That's where it comes from. Raising children is taught in the scriptures. I don't
0: take it from the federal government. I don't take it from the state government. I don't take it from James Dobson. I don't take it from Jordan Peterson. I don't take it from any of
1: those nuts. No. Raising children is taught in the scriptures. Not from tranny perverts that don't know that they were born male or female, right? They're very confused people, right? Perhaps I can help them right now. I will do my best.
4: That's simple. I know I don't have a uterus. Are you saying that's the difference between a man and a woman? Is a uterus? Is that it? Is that the difference? so you know what a woman is now you identify a woman as someone with a uterus all right we got that settled there's only two genders male and female male and female only two genders that lady just reminded me that i don't have a uterus of which i thank her for noticing that i don't have a uterus because i'm a man and men don't have uteruses that's correct and guess what in the beginning God made them male and female there are only two genders male and female I'm glad it took the argument of abortion to make you understand that there are only two genders on mine you too can understand simple science like the body that's in your body is not your body simple science from pastor Cooley I'm helping you out simple science lessons The second one is that this lady happened to say that she yelled at me that men don't have uteruses. That is correct. That is correct. There are only two genders. Male and female. Simple science. Male and female. All of you are here today as a result of a male and a female coming together. That's why there is no such thing as the fairy tale Of transgenderism all that means is that someone wants to mutilate your body parts you don't change your sex you don't change your gender you just become mutilated that's simple science simple science let's do it again one more time the body that's in your body is not your body That's simple science. There are only two genders, male and female. That's it. A transgender is nothing more than a mutilated person. They don't become a different gender. You cannot change your gender. In the beginning, God made them male and female. Listen up. Also, human abortion is murder. Because the body that's in your body is not your body. That's how it works.
0: That's simple science lessons from Pastor Cooley. And this was a public service announcement brought to you by OPBC Online, a ministry of Old Pass Baptist Church in Northfield, Minnesota. Alright, good. Maybe I'll get a tax break for that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a 501c3. Uh, we're not uh, a nonprofit organization. We don't have a tax identification number. We don't get anything but bills. Amen. Our rewards are in heaven. Okay. So they picked trans activists to set global child rearing rules. Less than half a panel as half of the panel has a medical background, even. See, that's a dude. Gross, disgusting, nasty dude. Gross, disgusting, nasty dude. The United Nations Healthcare Agency, the World Health Organization, has given transgender activists a majority of the seats in a panel that is drafting healthcare policies for children. One of the supposed experts displays a uh, be gay do Crimes Tattoo, Marxists. 11 members of the WHO 21-member panel have no formal medical training, 7 are transgender, and just 10 have a medical background. One of them is reportedly a controversial Canadian trans activist who has a strong influence on the Chinese app TikTok and says puberty blockers should be prescribed to all children regardless of their gender identity so they can choose their gender rather than being assigned one by society. Now I'm going to tell you something right now.
1: That little freak against nature right there, that little devil-possessed freak ain't giving my kids nothing.
0: You had to kill me dead. And I mean deader than a doornail before that pervert touches my kids. And I mean deader than a doornail. You gotta drop me, you gotta drop me down. And then you gotta get through God because all the time I'm dying, I'm gonna be praying to God to take you out of there. Wants to give all children those so they're confused about what they are. Who wants to do that? Satan. The author of Confusion.
1: That's who. Satan.
0: Another of the who's committee's members says the transitioning causes no health problems and claims the only actual side effects of getting a sex change are a significantly improved quality of life and trans joy. So they have their own version of joy. Trans joy they call it. It's trans joy. And a significantly improved quality of life. So let me get this straight. If you pay some doctor to mutilate your genitals and give you drugs that confuses you completely about what you are that alters your body and turns you not into a male or a female but some kind of freak of nature that's supposed to be an improved quality of life when it's proven that the majority of these people
1: regret what
0: happened to them Regret that they did that. Why? Because they took up some phase. They had some hormonal stuff going on. You know, I'm going to give you a quick lesson here. And it's not really about transgenders or homosexuality or anything really like that. But it's it's it's, it's a lesson that God has showed me. And I, it's an important one. A lot of people
1: speak hastily. They're, they're rash in what they do, they make decisions that are highly emotional decisions. Okay? They make decisions
0: that are highly emotional decisions based on some temporal circumstances that they're in. They do, and I'm talking male or female.
1: And it's not just always sin-based, but it leads to sin because it's hasty.
0: They're, they act like a fool. I'll give you some examples. Men go through and women go through different things in life. They have hormonal things that go through their, they have a thousand different thoughts that can go through their mind at times. They have strange emotional and hormonal things that happen to them that brings confusion into their mind. That...
1: Brings fear into their mind. That if they follow those emotions and those feelings,
0: they destroy their lives. There's been men that have left their wives when they've went through things like that, left their responsibilities, left their children later to regret it. There's been women that have ran out on their husbands, ran out on their responsibilities, ran out on
4: on their church, on their faithfulness to God because of
1: emotional and hormonal things that were going on.
0: And they followed those things. And they regretted it after they did it. They highly regretted it after they did it. This is a a life lesson that if you pay attention to, it'll help you. You may go through something like that in your life. Say, what should I do? Absolutely nothing but stay on the plain path of duty and don't do anything else. Continue to do what you're supposed to do. Continue to follow the word of God and not your emotions and your feelings. Continue to stay on the straight and narrow. Continue to be the wife you're supposed to be, the mother you're supposed to be, the child of God you're supposed to be. Continue to be
4: the lady you're supposed to be, the man you're supposed to be, the husband you're supposed to be. If you're a pastor, the pastor you're supposed to be. Don't deviate. Don't leave. Don't
0: do something Erratic, don't do something crazy. Don't do something off the wall. Don't follow emotions and feelings. Continue to do what you're supposed to do. Continue in faithfulness. Because those feelings and emotions and fears and thoughts and all those things, they will pass in time. It may take time for them to pass. It may not pass in a day, a week, a month, or even a year doesn't matter. Our obedience is to the Lord. Our obedience is to the scriptures. What we do is to be grounded in the word of God. We're not to change course. We're not to jump ship. We're not to uh, stop being faithful. We're not to give up on what we're, what we're doing and leave the plain path of duty because of the way we feel. We're not to do that. We're to stay the course. We're not to why? Because those things will change.
1: Those feelings will go away. Those
0: fears will go away. You'll work through them. The worst thing that you can do when that when those things happen or make decisions, that's why children, when they're young. You teach them the scriptures and you teach them right and wrong. You teach them the, the strictness of right and wrong, the absolutes of the scriptures. And then when fear and, and uh, teenage years of hormones and they start questioning things and they start going through things and they start wondering if something's wrong with them and all those other things, you can walk them through those things and teach them. By being stable yourself, by guiding them with stability through life, by the plain path of duty, by holding to your responsibilities, by doing what's right. A lot of this stuff that happens with these children or these outside influences, a lot of what happens with adults, with married couples, they're outside influences that affect them and they make bad decisions or internally they have these hormonal changes and these fears and these depressions and these other things that happen and they act on them and they ruin their lives.
1: And they wish that they
0: would go back and change it, and they can't. So that's why I'm telling you that those things will come up and they will happen. And when they happen, you need to be wise. You need to respond biblically. You need to stay on the plain path of duty. You need not wander off the plain path of duty. But you need to remain faithful and steady. That's right, Maria Perez, like menopause in women. That's correct.
1: A lot of women have, have got up and said,
0: Well, I don't know if I love my husband anymore, or my life anymore, or this anymore. Well, love is a choice, it's not a feeling. You understand that? I, maybe somebody didn't tell you that. But I'll tell you that love is a choice. You choose to love or you choose not to love. That's that's what love is. If you're not loving your husband or your wife right now, it's because you've chosen not to love them. You don't want to. You're not. Because love is a choice. You choose to love and love is action. You act upon that love. It's not the emotional feelings that come from love. Are they there? Yes. Do they move our hearts? Absolutely. Are they the deciding factor of what love is? No.
1: They're the fruit of love. When I married my wife, I chose to marry her. And I learned to love her. Do you understand that?
0: I chose to marry her. What does that mean? That means I chose to love her for the rest of my life. That's what that means. I, I chose to. And she chose to love me. But guess what? Over almost 22 years, we've learned to love each other. We've learned it and are still learning
1: to love each other. And
0: I remember my mother-in-law said something to me. She said, I I told her that I, you know, I loved my wife and he said, yep, the best you know how you do. As much as you can right now you do. And I didn't understand what she meant by that then. 20 years later, I understand what she meant by that. She meant that I would learn to love her, that I would learn what
1: real love is. You'll you'll learn to love.
0: And how do you learn to love? By choosing to love, number one, and by acting upon that love, by trials that test that love, That try that love. And by depending on almighty God to strengthen you and to fill your heart with love. It doesn't automatically, everything doesn't automatically just
1: fall in place.
0: Love takes work. That's why he says, husbands, love your wives. Because it takes work. He's saying, put in the work to love your wives. Wife. Wife, submit yourselves unto your own husband. Put in the work to submit yourself to your husband. It's work. That's right. Love is obedience.
1: The longer I've been saved, the more I've learned to love God and to obey him. This, what they promote, is not love. Another
0: committee member, another WHO committee member says that transitioning causes no health problems. We read that one. The rest of the panel panel members are a mixture of activists, social justice advocates, human rights lawyers, STD researchers, and policy advisors. Another committee member, Ashley who has co-written a study that claims puberty blockers and hormone therapies ought to be treated as a default option for children with gender dysphoria. She has a significant following on TikTok, oh, excuse me, where he calls for mental health checks on trans children to be scrapped before they are given puberty blockers and hormone drugs. They just want to pump them full of drugs.
1: They want to make their little Frankensteins. That's what their goal is.
0: And what our article concludes is that really, there's really no evidence that gender assessment work. It's just a lengthier process for no real reason, he added. Gender assessments are really an unnecessary form of gatekeeping that trans communities have been opposing for a while.
1: you're telling me a kid doesn't know how to decide where he's to go,
0: what he's to do, when he's supposed to be home and all that, but you're going to leave it up to a child to decide whether he wants to mutilate his genitals and be something
1: else? What would you call people like that? I would call them devil-possessed. Marxist, devil-possessed perverts. That's what I would call them. Marxist, devil-possessed perverts.
0: Nonetheless, some of these WHO committee members are vocal about their support for letting children some as young as 13 undergo such medical procedures. So take a little 13 year old child.
1: And let them mutilate their bodies. Change their, confuse them and change their sex. Well, let me tell you, tell you something. As, as
0: much as of an atrocity this is, you know what's you know just as bad? Letting your 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old children have boyfriends and girlfriends and be sexually active and run around with, with boyfriends and girlfriends. And lose their purity at a young age. That's just as bad as this. Because I'm going to tell you their argument is going to be this. Well, children are becoming sexually active at younger ages now. So they should be able to choose their own genders. Because after all, they're sexually active now.
1: You see five,
0: six, seven, eight, nine, 10 year olds, 11 year olds, 12 years old, 13, 14, 15 teenagers running around, teenage girls and boy running around together, fornicating at a young age, losing their purity, becoming uh, sexually active at a young age, which confuses their mind for the rest of their life. Just as bad as this.
1: Not teaching them purity and holiness and righteousness.
0: Reem Alsalam, the United Nations Special Rapporteur, Rapporteur, whatever that is, on violence against women, told the Daily Mail that the new WHO panel is too one sided and that she believes the committees contain significant unmanaged conflicts of interest. Stakeholders whose views differ from those held by transgender activist organizations do not appear to have been invited. Such stakeholders include experts from European public health authorities who have taken the lead on developing an evidence-based and consequently cautious approach to youth gender transitions. Meanwhile, the WHO group will set global guidelines for the ways that healthcare workers around the world can increase access and utilization of quality and respectful health services by trans and gender diverse people. What are they doing? They're turning them into a bunch of freaks.
1: You weren't born wrong. You are a sinner, but you weren't born the wrong sex. You weren't born the wrong gender.
0: The WHO panel is made up of mostly of social justice and human rights lawyers who believe the gender affirmative approach is the only option. Stella O'Malley, psychotherapist and executive director of the Daily Mail, They they will determine care guidelines for trans people Yet they do not have anyone to represent critical balance on their panel. Here's more gender insanity. Woman sues New York megachurch for gender bias after being turned down for senior pastor's job. A prominent megachurch in New York City is being sued for gender bias and sexism after they turned down a woman's bid to become the first female senior pastor in the church's 215-year history. Well, at least they did one thing, right? Turned
1: her down. Good for them.
0: 47 people applied to fill the position of the Abys- Abyssinian Baptist Church following the death of longtime senior pastor, Reverend Calvin Butts, in 2022. Including ra- radical racial racialist, Ebony Marshall Terman. Terman graduated from Union Theological Seminary in New York City. The most liberal seminary, or cemetery if you prefer, in the world. And was the only female applicant. She insists she was met with sexism and discrimination during the interview process. One of her complaints is that the search committee chair, Valerie Grant, allegedly told her that Abysnian would only hire a woman as its senior pastor over my dead body. Amen.
1: Amen. Because why would they? There's no such thing as a female pastor. Right?
0: That's a good point, Brother Jacob. Always great when you can't be sued because you aren't a corporation and the pastorate is not a secular vocation. Amen. We are not the head our, our church is not, uh, the state is not the head of the church. Christ is. We are not a creature of the state at Old Pass Baptist Church.
1: We are not an equal
0: opportunity employer. The office of a bishop is not an employed position. It's a gift. The
1: teacher It's not the same thing as what the world's corporations are, right? Boom! Nice!
0: One more time
2: <laughs> oh, boom
3: oh, boom
0: ah oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny <laughs> Andrew did that one. Oh. That's
1: right. That's true. Uh,
0: You know, there are a number of children today. The, the, The bulk of children today have boyfriends and girlfriends. This is what leads to this, to that, that mentality and that type of understanding. We have nearly forty children at Old Paz Baptist Church. They don't run around having boyfriend and girlfriends at young ages. Why? They have parents that watch them and guide them and teach them that that's for marriage only. That's for courtship and marriage. That's what it's for.
1: Amen. Three, three, three.
0: Okay, here's Preston. Sprinkle that pervert. He says that he's on the uh, one of the original advisory board members of Revoice. Remember that super gay organization, Revoice, that we talked about? That super gay organization? Well, that organization has... Uh, it's the gayest one ever, but, but anyway, uh, Preston Sprinkle... Pushing in the evangelical churches, he says uh, that they need more gays in there. They need more perverts in there. Sprinkles' ministry promotes a number of false teachings on sexuality. For example, his ministry promotes the notion that homosexuals can fulfill their homosexual desires in non-sexual ways by entering into same-sex covenant relationships that essentially mimic marriage arrangements but stop short of bodily. That's gross. I don't even want to say that. Other false teachings that sprinkle promotes, or endorses on this subject are that one can live their life as a transgender person as long as they don't act out sexually with someone of the same biological sex. Do you realize what they're saying? They're saying there is no heart difference. Listen, what they are saying is there's only only the outward actions are what matters, not the heart. But what
1: did Jesus say? Matthew
0: 5, 28, Jesus deals with the heart, not just outward actions. You've heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. So what are you saying? It's okay for you to lust after some dude if you're a guy as long as you don't fornicate with them well that's if, if that's the case then that's like me telling me telling men hey it's okay for you to lust after that woman and imagine yourself uh a fornication with her in your mind but not do anything about it that's okay that's 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 okay no, it's not. Jesus said, Jesus said that you're guilty already of breaking the Ten Commandments because you've broke them in your heart You see what they're doing? You'd have to preach different to heterosexual. Well, guess what they don't do? They don't preach these verses.
1: Because they just believe in what outward conformity is.
0: That's why their churches are full of dead men's bones and their open sepulchers. That's the problem with half of fundamentalism today. Half of fundamentalism today has uh, has the uh, the 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 dress code, has the standards for church activities, but doesn't preach to the heart.
1: Doesn't preach to the heart.
0: It is the heart that is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. It is from the heart, from within the heart. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. If you continue to think like that, if you continue to entertain those things and not cast down imaginations in every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, then guess what you're going to do? You're going to commit those acts.
1: That's why the longer you're
0: saved, what you learn is, I got to cast that down. I got to cast the the seed of that down, when that comes into my mind, when the spark of that comes into my mind, I cast it down. I don't entertainment. Entertain it. I don't think about
1: it. I don't
0: meditate on it. Because you know what I say to people? I don't have a dress code for church. If you come naked, you're you're probably staying there. You come with your breasts hanging out. You come uh, in a bunch of skinny jeans, look like a bunch of Fruit Loops. So you, you ain't staying. Because the church is for the saved, not the lost. Right? That's what the church is for. But we don't have a dress code. Why? Because I preach to people that if you want to be right with God, then you're going to dress right according to biblical standards wherever you go and whatever you do. Don't come to church dressed modest and let me walk down the street and walk into the grocery store and see some woman in, in yoga pants from the church and with her breasts hanging out. Because it's all fake and your heart's not changed. You're just a respecter of persons. You just care what people think at church.
4: It's the same way of how you lead your family. If you go to church and you say, amen, 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 but you go home and live like hell and like the devil,
1: then your heart, where's your heart at? It's the heart.
0: That's why, in raising children, it isn't, oh, I don't want my children to do A, B, C, and D. Well, I don't want them doing that. But what I want is their heart to be converted by the Holy Ghost of God and for them to be saved and for me to have their heart. My son, give me thine heart. Not just your outward actions of conformity. I don't want my wife just to obey me outwardly as her husband, but not inwardly from the heart.
1: I don't want to just
0: go through motions as a Christian, but it not be from the heart. The seat of all affections and emotions.
1: It's got to be from the heart.
0: There's got to be a change from the heart. These guys are preaching to you some kind of outward conformity because they're lost and they don't understand salvation. Those people are not Christians. Preston Sprinkle is a devil-possessed man. They are not saved. They are not born-again believers. They are lost and on their way to hell, damned, damned, damned on their way to hell.
1: That's what they are.
0: Because they do not understand the gospel. And I would say a quarter of fundamentalists today are the same way. They don't understand. The, they only do things because the pastor says to do that. And, and, and they're not doing it from the heart. Their heart is not different. Their heart is not new. And I'm going to tell you something. The reason why people don't want to obey the Lord and follow him in spirit and truth is because they're not saved. They haven't been delivered from their sins. They have not been changed. So their direction of their life is not towards Christ, but it is going the opposite direction.
1: That's the problem.
0: It is a hard issue. The gospel is a hard issue. Christ changes you from within, works its way out.
1: That's what the scriptures say.
0: Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you. That word for is the same as because. It is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That's being filled with the Spirit. I didn't say if you don't obey all the time, you're not saved. I'm not preaching behavioral salvation. I am preaching what I have always preached, that I do not believe in a gospel that does not change someone. I had that before I was saved. Then the Lord saved me and changed me, and I have not walked perfectly. But I have walked in the direction that the Holy Ghost of God turned me in when he brought me to repentance and faith in Christ Jesus, when he regenerated me and made me a new creature. That is salvation. What they are preaching to you is garbage from the pit of hell that leaves you dead in your old, wicked, perverted sins and will damn you for all of eternity if you receive it,
1: if you follow it. Listen to it.
5: But obviously, there's a lot of challenges to that. Um, so that's where we're at right now. We're going to talk about some of the challenges that have come up in our relationship that honestly, mostly still come up sometimes. Um, and the first one's like the first thing everyone asks me about when they know that uh, I'm, I'm gay and he's straight and we have this friendship. And also, he's really cute, right? Like, he's he's a total cutie. Don't nod at that. You're so okay. Uh, uh, but the he's a the total cutie.
0: These are supposed to be Christians. So this guy is admitting he is head over heels attracted to this guy he's living with.
5: The classic question they get asked is you know, is it weird to be attracted to him sometimes? Which it's totally been weird. And uh, it's been more than weird at times. Like it's been a real barrier in our relationship. And um, I would say that's been one of the biggest.
0: Yeah, I don't have any Fruit Loops that I'm friends with. I don't like, I'm not going to go hang out with
1: queers. I'm not
0: going to go hang out with him. I'm not going to go spend time with Fruit Loops. Why would I? Why would any born-again Bible-believing Christian spend time and live with queers?
1: biggest challenges for me is that,
5: you know, I think there is some attraction here and, uh, there's definitely like physical and romantic feelings at times. And I'm going to break those down. Cause I, I feel like they impact our relationship really differently. The, the physical attraction. I mean, I come from the ex-gay world, right? So like a lot of times in the ex-gay movement, they teach you, if, if you start being attracted to a guy, you need to get away from that relationship because it's going to tempt you. And so when I started having, like, I would start realizing like, oh, Nick's cute. And then I would shame spiral instantly. Cause I'm going, oh man, I have to get away from this friendship. Like it's not good for my spiritual health, but all the evidence was otherwise, right? That it was really good for my spiritual health. We've like, I've never prayed with anyone as much as I pray with this guy. And the conversations we have are just so incredible. There's so much accountability and love and support and has been for even like in seasons where he wasn't the best friend, he was still incredible and championing me championing me. Um and so I was realizing okay like this is really good. Like I know Jesus so much more because of our friendship but also like he's cute and uh. there's the side X training going like get out of there. But there's also my shame, right? Like my internalized homophobia
0: I mean these guys are witches you have to understand they're preaching this. They are devil possessed. They are preaching this
5: homophobia every time I'm in a coffee shop and I think a guy's cute instantly shame spiral, right? Like this is, I'm disgusting. I'm so gross. So it started.
0: Yes, you are. I agree with that assessment. You are
5: resentment in me because Nick's cute, Nick's attractive. And then I would see Nick and I I would, I would be hanging out and there would be a moment where I would feel like, you know, an attraction towards him where I would would notice he was, he's good looking or something. And then I would feel shame. So being around Nick got to a point where like being around him made me feel shameful. And I started like not wanting to be around him and I would try to get away from him. And so like that attraction, the physical attraction um, has really created shame at times. It's created distance. It makes me not want to be, I've tried to call.
0: It's called your sin. You're in sin and you're not a Christian and your conscience is constantly, constantly pricking you. But you're not saved. So you're being tortured. Be like
5: I, I think I can't be friends with him anymore because this is a lot. And I've, I've had to work through just a lot of that internalized homophobia, honestly, and just like being able to separate like, okay, where is there lust in my life? And where is there just like plain old like, oh yeah, he's a cute dude, you know? And having to do that work sometimes with like other queer friends or side B friends who can like work through that with me. We've had to have conversations that are uncomfortable for me at times. Um, and I'm sure they've been uncomfortable for you at times. Nick Nick is really dedicated at this point to having almost any conversation and we're really honest with each other so it can get really weird. Um, but for there to be room in our friendship for the fact that I experienced that. And like, I'm, I'm obviously like, there's moments where I'm terrified of him finding out who we used to be, right? Like when I first started realizing this, I'd be like, oh my gosh, if he ever knows, that's it. I'm gonna lose my best friend
0: that guy ain't your best friend man you guys are stinking weirdos but that's witchcraft right there
6: we're not going to learn how to love until we learn how to listen and so that's what we're going to do for the next few minutes so i want to just have a conversation with some of my friends so thanks for being here and uh being willing to talk about super personal stuff in front of 2000 strangers matt you look like you're ready to talk so tell us a what? bit about your uh, tell us a bit about your journey yeah um and matt thank you so much for being here i am gay same-sex attracted i like boys i am gay same-sex attracted i like boys i like boys <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah notice he said boys right you notice that right he didn't say he didn't say
6: man um what's more important is that i love jesus and jesus loves me and i haven't always known that because as a child i was always made fun of and bullied and ostracized a lot for being sensitive for being artistic and you mean for being effeminate because your father didn't raise you to be a
0: man so you acted like a child
6: yet being a boy and I mean, he, you acted like a girl and your father didn't correct you and teach you not to act like a girl? Um, this bullying came from inside and outside of the church, which really made me upset at Jesus. And then also, um, when I came out to the church pastors in my very conservative church, you could imagine they were all thrilled. <laughs> and, um... He's mocking conservative. You see what he's mocking?
0: He's mocking the scriptures. He's mocking... God's command of male and female. He's mocking it. And he's doing it right in front of so-called professing Christians. That's who he's doing it in front of. He's mocking them. This is who he is. That's who these people are.
1: They are infiltrating Marxists.
0: They are transgender perverts
6: marxist perverts and so for a long time i thought god hated me and that he was waiting for me to just with a flick of my wrist or with one impure thought you know send me straight to hell but it took me to get to college to hear of the true good news that that god loves me so much that he came and died for me and that i am not an exception to this love and so now Jesus Christ
0: did come and die for sinners. But this man has never repented and put his faith and trust in Jesus Christ because he doesn't consider his lifestyle a sin. So he believes in a Jesus
6: that is all-acceptant of everything.
0: His Jesus is Antichrist.
6: That has transformed me and it's beautified my life. And so regarding my same-sex attractions, I believe through (laughs) a lot of meditation and revelation and um, personal revelation through scripture and a lot of wrestling, I mean, Jacob and the angel what, wrestling? (laughs) Um, I believe he's called me to not have sex in this life and i believe that for me because that is what the maker says is best for this creation so he says it's best for me and i trust him
0: goodness do you, does anybody actually believe this guy for five seconds people will do a lot to work their way to heaven but he's not been made a new creature he's a creature all right He's an old dead creature on his way to hell that's never been changed. He doesn't want the Lord to change his heart because he doesn't want to be different. He wants to remain in his lust and burn in his lust one toward another. He wants a different gospel. you understand?
1: He wants a different gospel.
0: Right? I won't even get into this one. This, this perverted priest and his perverted manual, I won't even speak of it because it's just nasty, but anyway, he's the one that wrote the perverted manual for the Pope, and that's just what those guys are. So the bottom line that these people don't understand is walking with God, number one, conversion is a matter of the heart. It's not a matter of outward conformity. The outward conformity comes from a true heart. It comes from a changed life. It comes from the gospel changing men and making them new creatures where old things are passed away and all things are become new. It comes from being born again. It comes from repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. But these people aren't saved. Their hearts are never different. They want to... They want to turn Jesus into some Marxist, LGBTQ Jesus. They want the Antichrist. That's what they want. They want the Antichrist. They don't want the gospel to change them. They want to change the gospel. Do you understand the difference in that? That their desire is to change the gospel, not that the gospel would change them. They don't want to be like Christ. They want Christ to be like them. That is their goal. Because they're sinners. And they hate God. And they're angry at God. They're angry at God. They're angry at the God of the Bible. Because they want to go their own way and do their own thing. They do not want to be supernaturally changed by the Spirit of God. They are preaching a different Jesus, and let them be accursed. So say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel than that which you have received, let him be cursed. They are cursed. Until they repent and believe the gospel. But they are apostates, they are witches, they are bewitching others with their witchcraft. Right? Right? They want to change the God of the Bible. They do not want the God of the Bible to change them. See, when I was lost, I wanted to hold my hand. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, I didn't want to go to hell. I wanted to be a Christian. I just wanted to be with the world too. I wanted my sin too. And then when the Lord saved me, showed me that's not possible. Right? That doesn't mean I never sinned again. It just means that what the Lord showed me was is that You're not going to be able to live your life like that.
1: You won't be able to live your life like that, right?
0: And be at peace. Why? Because if Jesus doesn't change you, you're going to die and go to hell. And the longer I've been saved, the more I've understood that that we are predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ, God takes unnatural affection away from you, and you fear it, you hate it, you loathe it, you want nothing to do with any of those. Or and you want to govern inordinate affection, right? You want to turn away from in inor- which inordinate affection? You don't understand what that is. That's pornography and all of it. I covered that because there's an ordinate affection, there's an ordained affection of God, and there's an inordinate out-of-order affection. I preached this a long time ago. Wow, it has 4,670 4, downloads from Sermon Audio. I preached it back in 2016. How to deal with inordinate affections, lust, and porn and get the victory. You know, in, in this sense, inordinate is out-of-the-order of God. Maybe may be struggling with some of those things. But God gives the victory. But what that is is unnatural affection. What he's talking about is unnatural affection.
1: But God will teach you to hate
0: that when you get saved. And the longer you're with him, you'll learn, you'll understand, you'll be like, I don't want anything to do with unnatural affection. God will take that out of your heart. God will make you a new creature. He'll change you. And he'll continue. Not only to deal with, you know, the outward actions and the most vilest things. The longer you're saved, you will notice how God is dealing with your heart. Oh, I can't think like that. I can't walk. I can't think like that. I can't lust. I can't do that. That's wrong. That's sinful.
1: Right? Right? God will begin to take that all out
0: of your heart. He continues to take it out of your heart and conform you. Right? See, I knew that when I was lost that I wasn't saved when that old preacher preached. I understood because I was like, why can I hide my sins so easily and live like that? Well, I learned why I could because I wasn't saved. And then when I got saved, it wasn't easy to hide sin. I didn't really want to. I still sinned. And I still had to get things right with God, but I didn't want to live like that anymore.
1: The direction had changed.
0: No, I didn't have sinless perfection, but God put me, when He saved me and gave me a spirit, on a different direction towards Him and away from sin and away from the world and away from its wickedness, and away from all of those things. God is so merciful and so gracious to his children. Amen? All right, everybody. Let's play a song here. And you can give you a chance to say hi.
1: Let's see.
2: Oh, I'm so happy in the Lord, er since He saved my soul. All will shout it from the mountaintops. Christ Jesus made me whole. Hola hola la la World be gone. Rejoicing, singing praises always daily takes us home. <laughs> That when we die, the heavenly gate to o'er So each day here we'll walk with him In liberty and hope
0: that was loud wasn't it okay anyway maybe one more okay let's see
1: one more see let's see
0: how about Oh, this one's for Joe.
6: I sure am ready for a home-cooked meal. What are we having, Mr. O'Connor? Dad said you always serve the same thing.
5: Oh, You're right, Patrick, me boy. We'll be having my
6: specialty.
2: There's a vegetable that we all hold dear We eat it every day of every year With a texture fair and an odor rare A taste so delicate beyond compare People like them hot, people like them cold Some even like them when they're six weeks old Cook them in a
4: pot, serve them in a bowl Bake in the oven in a casserole sliced in slivers and they're fried in oil in this world below it is good to know there's nothing better than an irish potato
2: Potato chip goes an onion dip. It's yummy with a burger or a chicken strip.
4: Throw away the rice, feed it to the mice. Give me mashed potatoes, oh, they're really nice. Try a tater tot when it's nice and hot. Dip it in some ketchup or whatever you've got. Everybody buys crispy curly fries. If you're really hungry, make it super size. Super-
2: Eat when you're young, eat them when you're grown. Eat them in a crowd or eat them all alone. In this world below, it is good to know, there's nothing better than an Irish potato. Irish
3: potato. Irish potato.
4: There is nothing better than an Irish potato. There is nothing better than an Irish potato. There is nothing better. Than an Irish don't take, <tongue> do
0: Andrea said that song is wild. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Oh, okay. Anyway. All right. I'm going to (laughs) stop. Anyway. All right, everybody. God bless you. (laughs) Hey, you got to laugh a little bit, right? Uh, Okay. Anyway, so pray for us. We'll be back on Sunday. Sunday, not on the broadcast, but at church, Sunday, 1045 a.m. If you're not in church somewhere, you don't have a church, 1045 a.m. I'll be preaching back in the book of Proverbs chapter 31. And we're going to ask the question again, ladies. Each one of these messages on Proverbs chapter 31 is asked a question. Are you a wise woman? Or are you a fool? All right. So... Uh, are you a wise woman or a fool? So we'll ask that question on Sunday and we'll look through the scriptures to see what the answer is to that. Okay? But uh, that'll be uh, at 10.45 a.m. Central Time. Tomorrow, pray for us. Tomorrow, pray for us because Andrew and I are supposed to record the beginning of the Coliseum. Uh, The... uh, Audio for the Coliseum. Pray for us. Pray all goes well with that and all that good stuff, okay? So you pray for us. And um, that the Lord would bless and and uh, and give us uh, good understanding for all those things, okay? And then Monday we'll be back on the broadcast, Lord willing, 2 p.m. Central Time. All right, if you'd like to give to our ministry... You know how to do it, I think, if you listen. Maybe you're new. uh, OldPathsBaptistChurch.org. Go there, OldPathsBaptistChurch.org. Click on the Donate button or scroll down the page. PayPal, Venmo, Apple Pay. Okay? Or you can go to SermonAudio.com slash Pastor Cooley right here. Scroll down the bottom of the page. Not that page. Another page. That one. And you can mail it to 1030. South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, appreciate your prayers, your giving, and uh, your faithfulness to listen. And hopefully it's a blessing to you. All right, everybody. I'm going to get out of here. God bless you. Have a good weekend.